day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Son of a bitch. As the stinger says, this is Blade Job episode 40. Episode 40 now. Out of the 30s, into the 40s, I am one of your hosts, Steve Carley. With me today, as is every day, Eric Marshik over on the couch. Eric, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Just good, huh? We're, yeah, no, I'm doing, just yeah. Good. It's just the holiday, I'm just, you know, it's the holiday time. I'm kind of a little tired. I'm bro, feeling... Bro, tis the season, though. That's the thing. That's true. But it is, it's just a little overwhelming sometimes. Eh, I get it. Did you, are you done with your shopping? Because I have not even begun it. No. Nice. I feel good I'm, uh, I, I've done some online shopping. And that's pretty much... Is there any other kind of shopping for holidays? Yeah, you can go out. That's dumb. Oh, sorry. Eric, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Today we're, we're doing, we're getting kind of in the holiday spirit. Kind of. I mean, it's called holiday hell, therefore it's... Yeah, 100% we're covering ECW's Holiday Hell 1995. As I like to always say, I turned five. I, I actually turned five right before this began. So. Yeah, you were like five and like uh, 20 days. Yeah, around there. 10 days, 11 days. 10 days around yeah. there. Yeah, so Work. look at that. I was alive during this. this is, that's nice. I, I was alive during this too. Didn't, yeah. really, didn't really do much, but you know, I was kind of sure. chilling. That's 10 years after our, our last episode. Um, thank you for everyone who listened to the Starcade 85. That was a, that was a fun one. I, I like doing these uh, deeper dives into wrestling super shows and big, big historic bloody events. And I learn a lot. And Steve learns a lot. I'm here, right? <laughs> and I, and I, and I think the audience learns a little bit. I would hope so. Yeah, if I hope so too. So, what did you give us? Our, oh, also, by the way, if you're listening to this, happy Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. It's a, it's a December Friday the 13th. I'm, I'm thrown off by that simply because, yeah, it's December. It's like, oh, that, you know that there's a black Christmas movie coming out this weekend for that. Yeah, I, you know, I, for a moment, part of me thought it would be fun for us to do an episode where we watch all three Black Christmases. Not sure I'm into that. The original, <laughs> the and then and then the original remake. Oh boy! <laughs> which was in like 2003, yeah. and then the 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 second remake, which is in 2018. Sounds pretty brutal. I'm not gonna lie to you. Can, I mean, we. I think I'm I'm not, I'm not alone when I say this, but these these classic iconic slashers that get remade as pg-13 teen movies are pretty much some of the worst things ever right i agree i'm not sure this one's pg i, I, I think it is i, I, I looked it up about this one I and i believe the other one was either pg-13 or like a pretty soft r and it, Ugh, soft r kill me like it, it's Why like r for it? like uh, it's rated r for like a like a nude scene and not even right. like the violence so or the ones like like the conjuring where it's, it's rated r for like scariness like oh it's so spooky Which no is, but I mean, conjuring's a great i'm movie. okay with that i'm talking yeah i'm talking more like the like stepfather know. remake oh, sure, like, like prom, prom night, night yeah. remake yeah. <laughs> like like these like just like watered down like movies made for like middle schoolers to go on like dates with and they don't even make a lot of because like they do it of course because pg-13 makes way more money than r it's a fact but they don't even make that much money because they're not good movies i'd be curious to see if pg-13 horror movies make more than r-rated horror movies i don't think they i mean 
Realistically, they probably do, but I mean, at what cost, man? At what cost? <laughs> yeah, it's I I I don't know. Uh, you're you're drinking Labatt. I'm drinking Founders uh, All Day IPA. What am I? Well, this actually tastes worse than you. Yeah, it's because they uh, they. Did you hear Founders was canceled? I know. So I they, the recipe is all fucked up now. No, I think realistically it's because I just had a bunch of, a, bit, a big old taste of blueberry pie before I dig into this. So that's probably what it is. And that's what the taste okay. was. <laughs> well, so shout out to uh, Grand Traverse Pie Company for providing me, friend of the show, for providing me with a free pie for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Not all true, but you get the idea. No, it is true. I've had a, Grand Traverse uh, catered some, That's like, good, meeting that my, like, boss had, like, a couple weeks ago. Their and pie uh, is to die for. Which it better be. It's, like, their whole kind of shit. Yeah. Like, oh, was it good? I had, a, I had a blueberry, I had a blueberry slice that this was is, left um, over. This is, a, this is a mountainberry crumb. It's, like, a, a, few, a few different berries. It's very good. Limited time will be pretty good. I'm, like, you know... I'm a big fan of the berry pies. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just a pie or cake guy personally. I, I am as well. Pie. Love a good pie. Love a good pie. Anyway, yeah, we made it. We made it through all the the, the housekeeping mishmash. Yes. Let's dive into. And we're on to Hell in Hell '95. Yeah. Before we do that, though, I'll do one more housekeeping thing, oh, yeah, and that is, you know, like we've said, this is an ECW show, and if you're a fan of ECW, check us out in the archives. We have a few episodes where we've covered some ECW stuff, and hey, uh, going all the way back to episode two. Episode two, I was barely there for that one, man. Night to dismember. Yeah, I don't think any of us were there and for then, that. And the, I remember that movie was a piece of shit. I remember yeah. that much. I think the ma- we talked about a quick match on that show, Steve Austin versus Sandman, which we kind of had talked about was a dream match that people don't think really happened, but it happened. <laughs> if you want to listen to us. Back in the day, even with we had Ryan back on the show back at that time. Before the cartel got it's an OG episode. So if you're into this, if you're into this kind of ECW episode we're doing today, give yourself a little holiday gift. Go back and listen to episode two. Also, more yeah, another holiday episode. Last year we did Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was a pretty fun movie. I have no memory of that. I thought about redoing the second one because the second one has the infamous uh, garbage day. Garbage day. Right, that one? Yep. So yeah, I really don't remember that. If you want to watch, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, we covered an ECW show on that one. And then recently, kind of recently, 15 episodes ago, which seems like a long-ass time ago, but it's not that long ago, we covered a weird movie that I don't even really remember, and I guarantee you Steve doesn't remember, called Strange Behavior. <laughs> It's funny, I saw that note and I was like, I wonder if I can remember this before he <laughs> mentions it. And uh, the answer is no. We covered an RVD Sapu stretcher match on that one. So, um, yeah, so go through those, check those out. Episode 2, uh, 16 and 25 in the archives. We covered some ECW. We'll probably cover some more ECW um, going into stuff. But yeah, today we're covering Holiday Hell 1995. Some fun facts. December 29th, 1995. Yeah. This take this took place at the Lost Battalion Hall in Queens, New York, which I was actually there back in March. Not at that hall, but in Queens. Oh, I was gonna say you're at the Lost Battalion. <laughs> I think the Lost there. Battalion yeah. Hall is literally like a like an offshoot YMCA, yeah. especially because all the basketball hoops in this pay per view. Yeah, well, yeah, you can see it for sure. Um, I know that you mentioned well while we were kind of like we were reviewing this was the idea of how wild and crazy oh. the ECW fan is. Uh, this guy is getting beer over my carpet, and over my. He had to just open yeah, the beer. Yeah, I foamed up a little. You foamed up my carpet. 
Sorry. With Labatt, for God's sakes. Um, yeah. I, I just think that, yeah. We were just talking briefly about how just, like, just fandom in general was just so different in the 90s because you had to... You, you couldn't half-ass your fandom. You couldn't be, uh, quote-unquote, casual, really, back then. Which is kind of... I feel like it's yes and no because I think now, if like let's say for Twitter, because I know we all know Twitter is a goddamn cancer that needs to be abolished. Needs to get you know we need to get rid of all our Twitters. I'm never going to. I don't have a Twitter, and you're a good man for it. <laughs> I am you know deeply indebted to Twitter because I'm an idiot. Okay. And um, I just know that like if you have an opinion, it's so goddamn easy both ways for you to be able to have the kind of um, hive mind to support you. Mm-hmm. To, of course, viciously attack anybody who has the opposite opinion of you, or to be the victim, of course. And I have, I have been both. I've been, I've had an opinion to get viciously attacked, and if someone has more followers than you that like your their shit, therefore they automatically win. It's it's bullshit. It really is. And, so, you, and if you had an opinion also, that's very just like low ball opinion that gets circle jerked to yeah, hell. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the other thing. D A E fuck Nazis, and everyone's like yeah, and then boom, you're like famous. Right. It's dumb shit. It really is dumb shit. But, but anyways, like, I just think like fandoms were just different in the 90s. You had to invest. Because we were talking about how ECW... Essentially, so this show was recently put on WWE Network as a super show. It's like in their super show sections. Because this was something that was... I didn't get that much beer in your carpet. No, it's all good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's maybe on the table. <laughs> um, Whatever. It's Ikea. So this was a show that like, you know, it, this this show happened. The, the attendance, I think we said, was like, what, like 1,200? Yeah, you said 1,200. It's, it's not that big. So, like, you had to be in the know to go to this show. And then to obtain this show, it was, like, on VHS tapes that you had to, like, go out of your way to, like, talk to video store people. I don't even know how you would get this tape. That's underground shit. So, like, you had, like, just these underground fandoms, I think, are just fascinating. And, and you had to read magazines. You had to be, like... You had to almost let the the fandoms consume your lives. I feel like you know, like you. Yeah, I mean, come on, cause, I mean, for the very simple reason you you didn't have an online forum with right. all the people who would do your weird shit. You know, or you had to have like that. Just in the shit, I don't know. What yeah, that, that one nerdy friend who like followed everything right. and kind of gave you like a Reader's Digest it was version. To hide it. Uh, yeah, you, you know, yeah. So no, I, I get what you're talking about. And we talked about it too because there's a there's a pretty famous um, photographer who's seen ringside through this whole show and how, the importance of magazines at the time still too where, you know, you, you don't get to see this pay-per-view or this video but you see like the, you'd buy the magazine and you'd see like Tommy Dreamer just covered in blood, you know. For our and, entertainment and stuff like that. Lives. So like, and you gotta be like, man, I gotta see that show, cause that, cause I'm looking at this full, you know, centerfold of Tommy Dreamer screaming. I want to see him in real life. So I don't know. It's just a different time of different fandom, and I think, and it's not just wrestling that was like that. It was a lot of stuff. I feel like at the time in the '90s, fandoms in general. You know? Yeah. So. Shall we get into some uh, some of the shows here? Some of the episodes, some of the matches. It would be an honor to dive in with you. So we are uh, we are starting this this episode with uh, we're we're kind of skipping around, kind of like we did with the uh, um, Starcade match. Oh man, I'm I'm all, I'm all over the board here. Messes it up. Anyway, the match one we're gonna be talking about is Raven yeah. versus Tommy Dreamer. Thank you. I'm trying to get a timestamp on this boy. Oh my god, pathetic. Uh, this is bad radio. I'm thinking we're gonna just start it at. Um, or if you're watching along on the network with us, 
we're frozen right now, but we're frozen. I'll, I'll, yeah, we're frozen. <laughs> we we're frozen. I love but, it. Um, I love it. Oh, no, maybe it will play. I don't know why it's. Sony, if you could just get back to me on why the hell. Oh, there we go. We're okay, good. but we're too far in, though. We're too far in. <laughs> <laughs> they completely jumped something. Okay. The benefits of a podcast, I guess. We are on one minute, six, or one hour, six minutes, 52 seconds. We just saw Raven throw a the steps at Tommy Dreamer as he was about to pile drive his now wife. And the McGillicuddy. Beulah McGillicuddy is your beauty of the week? Oh, uh, have you seen her? <laughs> Obviously she is. Yeah, she is a beautiful uh, mother of two right twins now. now. She is uh she, she, her and Tommy are pretty much the definition of wrestling couple goals. As a twin about. myself, I must say, she's got great taste in having kids. That's true. It's also a happy birthday to your brother <laughs> in, a, in a in about a week. Y'all want to donate to my Patreon that doesn't exist by all means. Let's do it. Good good birthday, good birthday gift. All right, so we kind of we kind of just jumped right into this. So this is uh, just some background on this match. Tommy Dreamer, like we said, his girlfriend at the time, Beulah McGillicuddy, is uh, kind of been hanging around Raven. So that's a little personal, and that's that's pretty much the extent of this f- current feud that they're having right now. Um, okay, wait, real quick, we got Raven going up top here. Tommy Dreamer's on a table. Raven has beautiful surfer hair. Through the table. That's not going to be the last time we see something like that tonight. <laughs> I, I just love when, it, when, you know, when a table comes out and you're like, that table's not going to last long at all. Also, we, we do have the sound on, so you might hear a little bit of the announcing, and you may recognize that from our stinger. Oh, my God. Oh. That is one Joey Styles who is announcing this uh, pay-per-view, and we kind of talked about him a little bit while we were watching this, too, is that underrated announcer doing this whole show by himself pretty yeah, he much he gets into it for sure yeah. i respect that man but anyways uh tommy uh pissed that raven stole his woman from him i mean as all good wrestling this, feuds should go you could see this woman i would be i mean how do you how do you yeah. get pissed off at that bro but this is also a i guess you could call it like a uh number one contenders match the winner of this match will go on to face uh sandman later on in this in this super show right um, we're not going to unfortunately cover that match. If you want to listen to a Sandman it's match, not, it's not Blade Job approved. Yeah, if you want to listen to a Sandman match, go listen to Knights of Dismember episode two. We cover Sandman Steve Austin. It's pretty great. If you're looking for a, like, a nice bloody match, you know, you know, our job is to protect you from not bloody matches. Yeah, Come on. and we're covering the bloody ones. We got a stand and in a, a not so bloody one at the end, but it's, it's still, still fun. a fun one. Yeah, but uh, but this match will be bloody. I can tell because big old blue meanies in the background, yeah, oozing out of his clothes. Yeah, so Large we have man. the we have what they call Raven's flock, which is blue meanie and Stevie Richards. Is that what that's called? Yeah. So thoughts on blue meanie? Oh, thoughts on Stevie Richards here first. Uh, Getting yeah. DDT'd to hell. The DDT storm is what I call it. I'm into it. Yeah, he's going out. He's going fucking bananas right now, and I, you know, I respect that. So back to Stevie Richards' shirt. Uh, oh wait, you see the one <laughs> right, right here. Oh yeah, yeah. He um, not the ECW, ECF. What no, that's Tommy Dreamer. That's what I thought. Yeah, oh, Stevie like, Richards is the one with the midriff. You talk about the almost lack of shirt. Yeah, because I, again, I wouldn't call it a midriff. I'd call it like a like a three fourths drift, drift, drift. Mid, mid. He's wearing like midriff. yeah, like a maybe a third of a shirt. Yeah. Um, bring that back. 
I believe it's a. I, I'm not 100 sure. I believe it's a David Lee Roth T-shirt. It uh, was. Don't quote me on it. It was. We're getting some chair shots from Dreamer here. We each have have a chair like at least four, at least yeah. five chairs like that in our own. And what did, what did Dreamer just grab here, Steve? She's greater. And he's heading right to Raven's head. And we're not going to see blade jobs in any of these matches because. He licks the blood that is left on the cheese grater after grating his forehead. Yeah. Uh, Ill-advised. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. But, uh... But this, yeah. The, the, there's not going to be blade jobs. This is, like, legit... Well, actually, you know what? I take that back because... There are blade jobs. It's not I, I think themselves. I wasn't really watching too closely on the first time we watched this and previewed it, but I'm curious to see how Tommy Dreamer gets busted open. It's true. Because he gets busted open when they go outside, and he gets a full crimson. So, let's keep an eye out together, because they're about to head out into the parking lot for this. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, this is definitely in some sort of, like, bingo hall, kind of like, a, but what would you call it, a VFW gym? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, like a YMCA, because it has, like, basketball hoops and gym floors. I want to just pull off a sick dunk before while he's doing it, while he's wrestling, just, like, just because cause you can. There's a freaking hoop right there. So, real quick, Steve, I mean, we've talked ECW in the past, but just a refresher, the fans here, give a description for the people listening at home who... It's hard to describe, probably aren't because each person looks so vastly different. I mean, you've got your usual 90s kind of like thick sweaters, um, that's kind of like, has a kind of like the colorful stripes, right? We all know what yeah. that is. Um, you've got your mullets, you've got your awful mustaches, you've got your nerdy looking guys, you know, your, your preps. Yeah. Very clickish. although the, well, I guess there are some jocks here, you know? There, oh yeah, there's some all, jocks All here. the cliques that have now since been extinct, basically, and now that being, being a nerd is cool now, finally. Alright, so finally. right here, let, this is where we gotta pay attention for the Tommy Dreamer blade job. Because it happens outside here. He might have already done it. It looks cars. like he did. It looks like he did, yeah. He bleeded already. Well, probably when the camera was in set, it was a perfect yeah. opportunity to do When it, he right? was down there with his face in the snow, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's perfect so. to do it. Yeah, so he brings him back inside. Probably cold as shit out there, too. It's in New York City, buddy. This is in New York City, uh, January... No, December 29th. Or December 29th, yeah. yeah right before New Year's. Shit. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. It is cold, buddy. 1995, the PlayStation that come that came out that months before. So give me some. Uh, so you were you were throwing some love to these cameramen earlier, going through the crowd like this. They're just they're they're getting their paycheck. They're getting their paycheck. You know, as small as it probably is, it's uh, you know they're going for it. I mean, this has been one single shot. This is one cameraman getting all this footage. <laughs> oh my God, it's a masterpiece. No, it's good. You know, they 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 do the trick. You know, they got some canted angles. They got the Dutch angles and shit. And all that's. Explain, explain what some of that is. Just take a camera, aim it at something, and then tilt it a little bit. Boom, it's a canted angle. Dutch yeah. Angle, same idea. And anybody who's like even, like, even the hardcore fans who are familiar with ECW know exactly what that is, where they kind of cock it and come at you on those it's diagonals. And, music, you know, music yeah. Music video shit, for sure. Yeah, we talked about that, how uh, ECW had brought in a lot of music video influence and hip-hop influence to their production style and it kind of it definitely shows through shows. um we're both in pretty crimson here though yeah they're both crimson you know, they're both wearing masks i don't know about the crimson mask but they're, you know, they're on their they got like it. a half they they're got like it. a oh ref has been hit it's like a, like a phantom of the opera half yeah mask, you know? half man tommy dreamer for sure raven's a little more like uh 
A little more dusty for sure. Yeah. A little more scarlet. Blue meanies back there. He, 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 looks so, like a, he looks like a ghoul. I don't know, man. He's a ghoulish character. Here comes your cutie, though, Steve. Oh, the love of my life. Beulah McGillicuddy just hopped in the ring with some oh hairspray. Oh, my God. She's so attractive. Are you kidding me? Oh. Even though she just doused her, her own... Uh, yeah. BF or boy. Yeah, kind of her boy toy at the moment. Oh, she yeah. went to go blind Tommy Dreamer with hairspray and, and ended up hitting uh, uh, Raven. As you do. As you do. Right? As you do in wrestling. Of course. No shot is, is perfect. She's wearing that kind of like that nice, like, uh, like a picnic table cloth dress. Yeah. I'm into it, though. Really it's like am. a flannel dress. It honestly seems very current, very modern in the 2000s. Yeah, it could be brought back. Almost in the 2020s. So Dreamer gets the DDT. Oh, there Raven is. kicks nope. out. Sorry. It's, it's hard. It's kind of hard. You, with ECW, sometimes you forget you're watching actual wrestling. Yeah. And you, you forget that they're actually pinfalls matter. It's, it's just like trash, like rest, trash fighting, basically. Because there's so much like crazy fighting, you forget that they actually have to go pin one, two, three in the ring. Right. I feel like wrestling is more focused these days, and yeah, knows more of what it is here. It's so here comes Tommy Dreamer with some of the craziest dick punches you'll ever see. Oh yeah, he absolutely. He's like got Raven in like a tree of woe up in the ropes, and is just punching down. You ever, you ever see Bone Tomahawk? Of course. You, this reminds me of when he gets cut in half, at, you know, anus to, to forehead. I'm gonna give everybody a little preview here. Coming in January, we might have a blade job top 10 gory movies of the decade i'm into it bone tom huck might be in there well we're we're, we're we're working on we're crafting a list as as you're listening but to this ongoing right now but bone tom huck yes i mean that's that's got to be a, one of the craziest scenes splatter scenes of oh, the decade so for sure so stay tuned for that if you want to kind of get our look take up, on look up and watch bone tomahawk yeah craig's always bone tomahawk if you get the chance which is fantastic if, if nothing else, it's a great performance by one of my favorite actors. I'm blanking on his name. Who's his name? Your favorite Kurt actor. Kurt okay. <laughs> Jesus. It happens a lot. I blink a lot on these shows. And Blade Jobber of the Week alumni and in memoriam Sid Haig. Brief brief moment in that movie. I have no idea. He's in that movie? Yeah, he's in that very beginning part where they like first come upon the cannibals. I'll be goddamned. Yeah. Son of a bitch. All right. Man. So, anyway. Rest in peace, bud. Raven kicking out again. I'm going for a drink. I let you know that that wave you can, like, vamp and I'm out. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Know, Tommy Dreamer just throw a chair from the audience. I mean, that was kind of a thing with ECW. Fans bring your own weapons. Fans throw their chairs in the ring. Um, oh, and he just hit the ref again. This ref's been hit more than... I'm surprised this ref can even walk. Founders, you gave me a botched bottle of this beer. I don't know what the hell is up with this beer. I think it's time for you to cancel them, Steve. On on uh, on the record right now, on the air. I don't know if I can. Well, probably <laughs> canceled. You canceled. Done. And Ravens covering Tommy Dreamer for more than a three count here. The ref is knocked out. It's all part of the. Um, while Steve is drinking a drink and the ref is getting hit with a chair, Stevie Richards. Uh, came in and hit. Oh, came in and hit uh, Tommy Dreamer, and now he kind of has Tommy up, and we have Steve's boy, Blue Meanie. Is he my boy? I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he gives great. Help. I mean, let me know if he's your boy after this move. 
I'm telling you right now, if you are the backflip off of the <laughs> off of the, the 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 ropes, yeah. If you are like on the receiving end of that, it's game over for you. It's lights out, dude. You're not yeah. gonna get up from that. And speaking of lights out, Tommy That's Dreamer nice. DDT'd on the chair by Raven. He popped up, got the one, two, three. Uh, and Raven's heading to face Sandman later in this uh, pay-per-view. Oh, we got it. Okay, it's so so yeah. so subtle. That was it. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to be covering that match. We're going to be jumping right to uh, the next match after that. But Sandman does uh, beat Raven for to, to retain that that ECW title, which we, we should just talk about that title real t- quick. It was okay. falling apart when Raven brought or uh, yeah, Sandman brought it out. He brings it out and it's just falling apart. It's, it's literally falling. like on the hinges. It's awful. It's like Walmart. Yeah. It's like it's like the Ingalls. I don't know whatever brand you want. Oh, there's my girl right there. Oh, yeah. So Beulah's walking out with her boy. Oh my God, she is gorgeous. My goodness, and they're still together today. No, 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 no. She's with Tommy Dreamer, who just got his ass kicked. I can't keep up. Raven is not her husband. Damn it. She was, she's feuding with her husband in storyline in this episode. I can't keep this shit up, man. I can't keep up. Okay, we're going to skip this match, though. So we are, we're pausing this, and we're skipping forward to, if you're listening along with us. Which I hope you are. Or watching along with us. We were skipping forward to two hours and 53 seconds. We're skipping forward to the public enemies versus the gangsters. Now, this match is wild. This To me, this yes. is something crazy. Now, And we're actually pausing it real quick because I want we want to quickly hit on the public enemies and the gangsters. What, yeah. What's about? Oh, actually, we can play it because this match takes a while to get started. But yeah, it does. Briefly, public enemy coming out. Steve... Give me your take on the crowd right now, the reaction. Sure, I mean, this is obvious. Like, I think you mentioned this is a crowd favorite, and it looks like it's yeah. obvious because the crowd is, they're doing that 90s thing like that, hey, oh, hey, they kind of go yeah. back and forth. Kind of like a there. wave, but yeah, um, sure. kind of everybody does their own wave. It's very much a 90s. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, sure we left that shit in the 90s, rightfully so. I'm not a big fan of that at all, but um, they're all doing it, the entire audience. But I mean, yeah, how often do you have... Almost 100% audience participation for anything. I mean, Jesus, man. It's been about three weeks for me, but yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Public Enemy, just some quick background. Uh, huge, huge fan favorites for ECW from the beginning, from the early 90s up until this point, which is, you know, end of the year 95. Um, like we were talking about with fandoms back at the beginning of the show. Right. Um. ECW fans were very, very what we would call like smart wrestling fans. They read the magazines. They knew all the gossip. So they knew that Public Enemy was leaving after this show. This was Public Enemy's last show. Mm. And we'll see remnants. We'll see some some uh, chants afterwards about how the fans feel about their last show. Now, who just entered the ring right here? Okay, so we just had Mustafa... And New Jack enter the ring. Now I've never heard of these guys before. We watch this, and now yeah. I know a lot about them. <laughs> so this is this is in the ring right now. We have New Jack, who I believe is that he might be blading uh, one of the, he might there might be a blade job happening right now on screen. I think we just saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it probably wasn't even like in this script, you know? Yeah. It's just like I'm gonna cut your forehead. So New Jack it. is one of the most controversial wrestlers probably ever 
Is that fair to say, Steve, from yeah, some from, of the stuff you've, you've seen? you told me, and from what I've seen, yeah, definitely. Um, it's outrageous. They are... Uh, okay, just for those listening, like we were saying, Controversy follows New Jack. He's currently hanging Rock... Go Rock? One of the, one of the uh, public enemies from a noose. He has to show this is violent by design, which is ironic yeah. because he's, he's fighting a guy who is like literally violent by design. You know, it's like he's acting tough. He's fighting a guy who's actually tough. Right? So this match is going to be pretty bloody. Yeah, it's great. I believe, yes. Johnny Grunge there already is bleeding quite profusely. Uh, Rocco Rock, who is just hung by, with a noose by New Jack, is also quite bloody. Um, Rocco Rock? Rock o' Rock. Got it. Just making sure I remember. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, you're not going to remember either no, of them. I never will. But we yeah. talked about. So while this match is taking place, okay, they're hitting each other. New Jack's also already bloody. Um, I feel like New Jack gets like sexually aroused by getting bloody, though. From he what could. I've seen. We we oh, New Jack is before prior to his ECW kind of gangsta's theme gimmick if you will sure he came from a little old southern promotion called smoky mountain wrestling him and mufasa both smoky mountain mustafa i'm sorry and that was in uh knoxville tennessee you know oh yeah i've been in smoky mid-south kind of region beautiful views my goodness um, what do you, I mean, what, what would you think the average wrestling fan is at, at that show in say, 1992? I'm going to say overwhelmingly white. Yeah. So New Jack and Mustafa got, uh, pretty well known for being pretty, pretty crazy heels in, uh, Smoky Mountains at the time, really bringing race relations, I guess is for a simplified way of saying it. He's taking advantage of like yeah. the top topics of the moment you know? um god bless we're gonna i'll put it in here i'm gonna find this clip and i'll put it in right here uh new jack gave one of the craziest promos ever regarding oj simpson shout out to my homeboy oj simpson keep up the good work baby two less we got to worry about you understand keep up the good work and that was that and yeah. it was fucking insane <laughs> i mean you heard it steve how crazy did that fucking... It's ballsy, man. It is insane. And yet, I love it just because of the, how ballsy it is, you know? I mean, that's like... That's risking it all. That's that's how you get heat. That's what they that would... That is the heel turn for the age. That's maybe what people would call cheap heat. Yeah. Where it's like you're you're just saying stuff that's actually really offensive. Yeah, it's a troll, man. <laughs> and people get really mad. So, like we said, New Jack, very controversial wrestler... Throughout this match, too, I mean, we talked about, too, he he very much took liberties with actually hitting people. Oh, yeah, there's Bill After down there with his balding head. <laughs> In the 90s. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting beat the hell up right now. Yeah. It's chaos, man. But, uh, you know, we're not really talking about Mustafa a lot, either. I mean, he's pretty crazy up there, too. I just feel like it's overshadowed by that. But New, New Jack's craziness is. does overshadow everybody. Yeah. It's hard to, to you know, to uh, go from what the clip you just listened to earlier. Yeah. You can't really top that, you know? You really can't because, I mean, 
1995. I mean, when did OJ take place? 1994. So yeah, that clip was probably about a year prior. To, I mean, that was that that took place fresh off the trial. So yeah, I mean, that's like it's still fresh. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he he's controversy will not will not uh, end here with New Jack and. I really think we need to cover this on a full episode. I don't know how to completely outline it yet because the footage of it is so bad and rough, but there's a uh, a very famous, uh, I might say maybe one of the most famous blade jobs ever. It's, it's gone down history as the mass transit incident. Oh, yes. And it was where New Jack brought a inexperienced, underage kid into the ring and bladed him for our amusement new jack bladed some somebody (laughs) in the ring and we've seen how new jack treats people so he's an absolute um it literally almost ended ecw they had to cancel their first pay-per-view because of it because the cable companies and the pay-per-view companies thought it was a liability to even run such a promotion so it's uh, it, it's it's worthy of its own episode because it is, you know, we, we usually cover blade jobs in pretty uh. I feel like we're, we're usually we, we cover blade jobs as a, in in a in a somewhat like affectionate way. It's like a, a tool to explain a, how violent wrestling can be. Sure. But we're that's one of the darker moments of blade jobbing. If you know what I mean, I do know what you mean. That being so, said, I still love it though. That's a thing. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be. An, I'm hoping I, that's why I, that's why I want to be careful covering because I want it to be a very educational episode and very, you know. Uh, well, then you be respectful and I'll be the heel turn. And thank you. Heel turn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Steve's already. I think you've already turned heel. That's true. Do you turn heel back in Street Trash? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> that was the day. Thanks. I peaked that day. <laughs> that was the, that was the official Steve Carly that movie change, turn. That movie will change a man for the better. It, yeah, it'll change a man. It slaps, man. Movie so good. So we oh, have mission. New Jack, bloody, Johnny Grunge, bloody, Rocco Rock, bloody. New Jack has a frying pan. I was gonna say, why are there so many frying pans being tossed around here? Because like fans are bringing their own weapons. You're just frying pans. I guess. You know, you know what? You, if you're gonna bring a frying pan, bring a freaking uh, bring a uh, what's it called? A cast iron pan. Bring that. I want to see someone send a cast iron pan into somebody here. That'd be nice. I mean, those are heavy. That's the whole point. Yes, they're extremely heavy. I mean, we're really like th- these. This ECW match. These are really hard to kind of commentate and talk over because they are very very fast paced they are man i mean we completely missed uh rock rock got hit on a table by uh mustafa and that table just like literally exploded yeah i mean yeah it's hard to kind of keep up with it only because it's just constant shit happening but yeah i mean it's it's i mean with ecw uh it's it is hard to keep up with everything and now we have uh this is Rocco Rock. Well, he's heading up. He, he reminds you of friggin' um, oh god damn it! I, why am I just blanking on names? He reminds you of Post Malone right now with his Post hair. Malone. Look at his hair. He's got he's got Post. He's Malone got braids. Hair. Okay, he's a white guy with braids. Post Malone. Does Post Malone right? have braids? I don't know. He makes good music though. I recently <laughs> discovered him. I think so, right? I mean, he's got he has, he's got a whole he's got a lot going on in his. No, I think Post Malone has like a okay. 
Rocco Rock hit with a chair and gets flipped back in to get pinned. Mustafa gets the pin. There's your boyfriend. I just saw One, two, three. Rolls him up. Gangsta's out of here. And now we have the public enemies with their swan song to ECW. Well, and said by the chanted by the by the crowds. Yes, I mean this just shows you how insane the uh, the ECW fans are. I mean, these are their this is one of their favorite teams ever, and now they're chanting "You sold out" to them. You sold out. You sold out. You sold out. Yikes. So I mean, they're probably thinking, whatever, I make more money, I don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. That's what I'd be saying. And uh, they would go on to go to WCW uh, to have mixed reviews. I mean, they weren't obviously as big of a success there. Sure. They were a little too extreme, a little too. Pond, right? Yeah. So they, uh, they're, they're not, the fans are coming around now. They're giving a round of applause. Mutual respect there, of course. Um, we're heading into this Cactus Jack match. We're going to finish with this Cactus Jack Sabu match, but. Real quick while they're uh, introducing all this stuff, because there is quite a bit of uh, talking and stuff with <sighs> Cactus and Sabu and this whole gimmick they're about to try and roll here. But before we do that, I want to quickly just touch on Public Enemy. Both did unfortunately pass away. Neither are with us anymore. So Johnny crazy. Crunch and Rocco Rock. Uh, R.I.P. to them. Uh, oh my gosh, why isn't my uh, keyboard working here? So yeah, both of them uh, unfortunately passed away in uh, Rock Rock in 2002, Johnny Grunge in uh, 2007. Oh no, I'm sorry. Why are you spreading false information? I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. When did... Uh, you sold out. You sold out, buddy. Oh, uh, Johnny Grunge died in 2006. Oh, he died before There Will Be Blood came out? Oh yeah. God, so, uh, yeah, Johnny Grunge uh, died of sleep apnea complications, uh, but it was also due to just a heart disease and obesity. That's, what um, the, future That's the future for me. It's you know, go out. well, you know, he also had, the, again, the, the, both these guys had some pretty serious drug issues and stuff, so... Um, it was unfortunate, and that's kind of the unfortunate reality with a lot of these W or uh, ECW guys, and honestly, a lot of wrestlers in general. A lot of people in general. Let's be a lot of people. Yes. Good so, Lord Almighty. Yeah, that one kid who just died like literally this week. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the rapper. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. to. Uh, yeah, can can you look that up? Uh, Juice World. Juice World. I'd never heard of him before. I hadn't yeah. heard of him either, but you know, it's sad when you see people under 21 dying like that. Yeah. So. Good lord. Um, so freaking young. Kidding me. And uh, But you know what? Since uh, Johnny Grunge's death, his wife has uh, become a huge advocate for drug abuse in wrestling. Oh. Um, That's nice. Yeah, because one of the big things is that's kind of incriminating is uh, Johnny Grunge. He shared a doctor with, unfortunately, Chris Benoit. Oh, boy. So the prescription drugs all kind of lead back to a couple people in the industry, if you know what I mean. I do. So oh, I know she's kind of taken it upon herself to combat that. And I think, I mean, wrestling today is much better than it was back then, obviously. Sure. So. I feel like ECW is more loose. Fashion. Well, yeah. ECW, I mean, there's, go look it up. ECW shoot interviews. Listen to some of the people who were around at the time. 
listen to the people they talk about who were smoking crack in the locker room, going out and wrestling. I mean, it's yeah. it was a it was a drug druggy uh, atmosphere. Love it. But uh, anyway, we're heading into this Cactus Jack match with why is he Sabu. Called Cactus Jack. Because why? I don't. Do you want me to tell you why he's called Cactus? Do you want me to do some on-air research right now it for just, you? It just seems so weird to me that I would like to know at least the reason. Do you why. not think it's a cool name? I mean, I guess. But why? I need to know the you know entomology of that of the the context here. You know? I'll tell you, you. For a brief second, he was known as Cactus Jack Manson. Okay, okay. Thoughts on that? I, I guess I, you, he was too, takes too long to say. Cut the time. It makes sense to me. The Manson was, I think, just short. thrown in to be scary. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, cactus, cacti. They're not. I mean, they're they're kind of scary. You know, you want to you fall on one, you're, it's a game over for a bit. You know. So I guess it makes sense. I'll take it. He's, um. He's kind of, now isn't not really commanding the crowd much right now. Is he just kind of? I think that I think that Cactus Jack. I mean, I think it's a cool name. I'm gonna say fuck you, Steve. Uh, it's enough. a cool name. You're entitled to think that. It's your podcast um, too. I, I mean, you know, I'm a huge. You know that like Mick Foley's maybe my number one. Sure. I mean, he's if if. Oh man, yeah, he probably is my number one. Number one favorite wrestler. Um, I love Mick. The shit that he's done is undeniable. And if you want a if you want a great Cactus Jack match to watch, uh, Halloween Havoc last year, on, on last year's Halloween Havoc episode, uh, episode one, Cactus Jack versus Vader. That Ooh, shit was insane. That shit was insane. So, anyways. We've been talking over the... There's a long intro to this match. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. No. But pretty much what you need to know is that Cactus Jack is trying to do like... This is Cactus Jack doing a heel turn. Because Cactus Jack is known for his extreme wrestling, the the bloody uh, New Japan... Or not New Japan, but, you know, Frontier Martial, martial Arts Wrestling, FMW type stuff. And he, he wants to, he's, he's trying to piss the audience off by saying he wants to do a NCAA Olympic-style wrestling match. My question is, like, what does that mean? I mean, like, why? I mean, it's, it's like Olymp- Olympics wrestling. Okay. You know what that, you never watched wrestling on Olympics? I don't think I have, honestly. I haven't either. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, all right, I guess that makes sense. But that's, uh, Mick Foley is saying... I want to do an Olympic-style wrestling match, which I believe the rules are... I mean, the, clearly they're way different, but I mean, it's it's like you get negative points for throwing punches. It's only grappling. It reminds you of, like, of like, a fencing. It's literally the opposite of what ECW fans want. Ah, interesting. Which is why he is, uh, you know, kind of doing a little bit of a heel turn here. Interesting. And, and this will play out later on because... Uh, Mick Foley is going to be in ECW for a little bit after this and stuff. And and his thing is, like, his gimmick at the time is he he's kind of protesting hardcore wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's done all the crazy Japan stuff. He's done all the the crazy stuff in WCW. So now he's his gimmick is kind of 
anti-hardcore wrestling. Yikes. So that's oh, that's him doing a heel turn, pretty much. Because, <laughs> you know... Leave it to him for him to do a heel turn by being better? Yeah. By being nicer, pretty yeah, much. Nicer, not better. But, you know, like, end of the day, every single match he's in still ends up being hardcore. It's just a shtick at the end of the it's day. It's blood, man. So, this is kind of an interesting time. I mean, honestly, if you're, I mean, a Mick Foley fan like I am, Cactus Jack fan... Go back, watch this ECW run he has in late 95, early 96. It's fucking awesome. It's just like go, go back and watch Steve Austin's uh, run in ECW. You kind of see the birth of all their characters to come. And Steve, who we got here? This is my new man. 911. 911 is actual, <laughs> well, not actual goddamn name, but is wrestling goddamn name so some quick story for those just listening and not watching mick foley wanted that ncaa olympic style wrestling match he brought out like a dork ass ref to referee that 911 just came out and he's got the ref by the throat he body slams him what twice i think right and yeah it is he it's like a it's like a rag doll man it's outrageous yeah. i mean he, he just like choke slams him like like literally the life out of him it is insane. Like think of like a like a like a very legitimate choke slam and that is what happens here. It's like a rag doll. It's outrageous. I love it. And just for the people who say at home, because nine one one's not really a household name, even by the casual wrestling fans. So give a quick description of nine one one, Steve. Well he looks like he could I mean he, he like if Andre the Giant was a biker guy. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? With some, with, with a, yeah, with a, with like a handlebar mustache. Yeah. Like if Andre the Giant was in it, what's the FX show with the bikers? Uh, Saints, no, it's, uh, Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy, yeah. That's about what I would imagine him. All right, so that, that, like I said, that dork ass ref, he's out of the ring. He didn't last very long. He didn't last very long. We now have Sabu and Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. And uh, we already have a chair in the ring. <laughs> this, this is Sabu. Long. No, Sabu. Sabu. He wants to use that chair like a motherfucker. Yep, he and here we see a... A classic... I mean, what, what do you call that move? When you just kind of do a front flip off of it's the... It's like a... Yeah, like a suicide dive. Yeah, it's a classic. Oh, I like uh, that. You like those? Off I the do. chair? Get a little you extra me, elevation? I, I, I like the high-flying acrobatics, you know? That's yeah. I like. I like when people get off of the ground, personally. The smacking, the punching. Although, I do, I do like I, the dick punches. I'm into that. I just, you know, let's... The dick punches? Like, like Thomas Jumer, dick punching Raven? You yeah, like that exactly. One? Like, I like that, you know? The dick punch is good. You know? You're ruining future gen generations. You can whack them. I hear you. I hear you. Other than that, I prefer when they leave the ground, which is not really happening right now. But Sabu, I mean, you know, he's he's got the um, he's got the the Aladdin pants, the blue. Yep, I like it. I mean, you like the, that off the rope leg drop on the. I did. I like yeah, the I mean, I, I, I like feel like you like like this is pretty high flying. This is very much your style of the for for 1995. I'm into it, man. Because a lot of stuff in '95 was still pretty much like bash them up, That's why I big like ECW punches. ECW, yeah. Of the, Exper not experimental, but you know, it's a little, a little more risky. It's right? hardcore. It's hardcore. That's it's right. good yeah. phrase. Good phrase. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. I like it. I'm kind of boring right now, though. Not a whole lot going on. Really. Nine one one is. What do you mean? You say you're bored right now? Well, just as of this one minute here, you know. Oh my goodness. I do like to watch nine one one. Just kind of walk around though, like looking. Sabu so just grabs someone's chair out of the audience. 
that would suck. Imagine it, it's like you're like, yeah, this is cool. He has my chair, but it's like, well, now I gotta stand up. <laughs> if if I go to a concert or a event, I want to sit down, man. I want to do the whole standing up crap. No, we we we, we went to a. I guess when we went to NXT, we sat down, didn't we? No, we have seats no, at that? N- NXT. No, we we didn't sit down for either of the two we went to that I, I went to. What was the other? The, did you not go to the other? I went, I went to the one. Oh yeah, you, you only yeah you went to the one we stood at NXT. Yeah. We had standing room tickets. And then we went to the. And then one we went to an Evolve show, and you 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 we had standing room tickets stand. as well. Yeah, man. Adam tired Cole, of, baby. Tired of standing up. Want to sit down, man? Well, you didn't come to the next NXT show where we actually got seats. God damn it. I it, mean, it, is it one of those things where you get the seat, but then one stands up, and I'm like, "Okay, sit down." And then you, then you're of course like a buzzkill if you want people to sit down. Yeah, you can't be. I mean, can you, if you were at this show, Steven, you asked some ECW fan to sit down. Oh, no, what do you that. think would happen? Nine one one would hear me. It'd be game over for me, man. New Jack might, New Jack might hear you. Oh, I would be dead as he decapitate me in the audience. <laughs> I, I thank him for doing it. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, so this is man, this is Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Sabu. Um, like I said, go back and just if if you're a true McFoley fan, if you're a true like old OG wrestling fan, go watch this McFoley shit. God, that was a nice. It, it was like a, I an mean, arm drop with the with the chair. Yeah, he like jumped off with the chair. He's bang banging in the crowd. But like the McFoley photographer. Yeah, who oh my is? God, hello, who is that? She's getting the shots. Jesus, she, she's doing good work. But Mick Foley, you saw how he came off that rope there and landed pretty much right on his hip? Yeah. That's the reason uh, Mick Foley can't walk today. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would literally make a it. career of doing those elbow drops Probably and pretty much bracing his entire body weight with his hip. It's probably worth it, honestly. So looks good. Join the revolution. What's what's the revolution exactly? What is he alluding to? Uh, ECW. Okay. Is the revolution? See, I don't know shit. What do I know? Nothing. So we're about to get a pretty decent look here. Check out all of Sabu's just scars on his body. And he's been uh, his body's been. Um, yeah, so give, give me a. What do you think some of these scars are from? Because they're not do from. You, do you want to know? I mean, I, I I mean know. I'm kind of curious. Look at like. Look at his. Uh, Look at his chest when he rolls over he's here. He's taking some shots, you know? Maybe he, not gunshots, but he's taking some shots. I don't know. He literally has, like, that, like, just, like, raised scars all over his abdomen. <laughs> Maybe he's a cutter, you know? Maybe Look he, at that. You see that yeah. one around his, like, right that on his chest? crazy. What is that? It looks like he took, took like, a, like, a katana right to his <laughs> chest. All right, so if you're... How does that happen right there? Mick Foley is now caught in the ropes, and by that I mean his head is between the middle and top rope. How does that happen? How did he get it that way? He like, went in... Other than being, doing it on purpose, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he went in with his head... Oh, so you do a, you do a leg drop-ish. Yeah. A leg drop onto the head, the restrained head. His head was risky caught move. in the ropes, Honestly, kind of move. Nodded, nodded in there. Sabu dropped the leg on him. That's exactly how Mick Foley lost an ear, though. Yeah. He did a move like that in, uh, I believe, Germany... And his his ear was ripped off, like the cartilage part of his ear was just ripped. Well, you see, my ear I have no cartilage in my ears. I can fold it. Oh. I can you just pause it? I can I can go like this. I can do whatever I want with it. Let me. That's fine. I mean, I can too. Can't I? Can you fold it into yourself like that? Like There's this? No cartilage. Like this? Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about. You can like. I can. I can really just fold it all I want. 
Yeah, you can. I played with my ears when I was growing up, and they. So Do you have a feeling in them? No. So you get them ripped off like Mick Foley. I guess. But yeah, I Mick guess. Foley has kind of like not. a weird nubular cauliflower ear thing because of wrestling. Occupational so. hazard, man. You know what you signed yeah. up for. Am I victim blaming by doing that? <laughs> no, I think you're okay. Okay, good. I cannot be canceled on this podcast. <laughs> no. This podcast no. Podcast is We're here to place. cancel people like, like founders. founders. I haven't taken one sip of my beer since the last time. I don't know why because it's trash. Yep, I can see it. Meanwhile, the, the the beer I had, but while we were watching this earlier, Mad Hatter, one of my favorites, delicious beer. You know. Yeah, you're no you're no Sandman over there. No, no, no. chugging beers. God, no, no. So Sabu's on a table. McFoley's going up, and he's just hit right in the crotch with a chair. Great day for chair. Another chair another just punches to the face by Sabu. There hasn't been one chair un- unwhacked, unused no. tonight. And these Great chairs are all chairs. from the fans. Yeah. They're just throwing chairs in the ring. they got like an infinite supply. I mean, they're not using it. They're all no. standing up. They're not going to use the freaking chairs. But yeah. if you remember back to the beginning of this match, too, I talked about how like McFoley wanted a, uh, a, a traditional Olympic-style wrestling match. Right. And this whole time, Joey Styles is calling it like it's an Olympic-style match. Taking away and giving points. He's, he's like negative points the whole show. Like uh, the freaking Harry Potter. And we just saw uh, another suicide dive by Sabu onto McFoley sitting in a chair. Sabu I mean, gets, this. Sabu gets his. Uh, you know, he does the work. You know, he's. Uh, Sabu's crazy. He's crazy. Sabu's, Sabu's almost as crazy as New Jack. Someone just threw a whole carton of Chinese rice at Sabu. Yeah, if it was white rice, who cares? If it was like beef fried rice, I'd be, I'd be, then, then we'd have an yeah. issue. But if it's white rice, I don't care. Whatever. That's not wasting anything. I think Sabu tried to do a neck breaker there, and it looked really shitty. Sloppy. That was like a cool like backwards like suicide Yeah, like a kick. leg scissor I'm kick. That was yeah. really cool. Another damn chair. Yeah, and the the, the, the like chair chairs are literally fell. breaking apart. Did you see that piece of a chair that just fell yeah. off? <laughs> That's the 90s, you know? <laughs> These that chairs aren't even withstanding. Yeah, Sabu literally doesn't stop moving. He no, yeah, Sabu... Yeah. Around. Except for right now when he's on the ground. Well, he just did like a... Uh, he like jumped up and like did like a, like a butt slam on Mick Foley with, with a chair underneath him. Um... What is about to happen right now? What does that say on his pants? It's a cactus. Oh, of course, of course. I should have known. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm kind of. You know what? I, I'm offended that you don't like Cactus Jack's name. Get over it, man. He's like God. literally my favorite wrestler, Steve. Well, I'll, I'll, you know what? Get over it, man. <laughs> Damn it! You're just mad because my favorite wrestler now is nine one one. I, I wish there were more 911 matches for us to cover, but I think he literally just choke slams people and doesn't really ever have true matches. He just walks, he's in the ring the entire time. He just like yeah. skulks around and watches, which is awesome. Well, he kind of right? looks like Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake. He just, he's just a big boy. Okay, there's one, that's like, a, that's like the third table this match that Mick Foley has gone through. Sabu just body slammed him, like cross bodied him through a table. This has been a terrible night for like for like you know table rights. You know? I mean, how many tables did they go through this this pay per view? Furniture rights, furniture rights, lives matter, and boy, is a bad night for that. Look at that guy in the background with that nice sweater and like the like the bowl cut hair, almost like the side to side '90s hair. 
Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, this show alone has a ton of just fashion in it as well that is worth, worth the price of admission, I feel like. A real time capsule, for sure. All right, Cactus Jack's kind of crawling back in the ring. Sabu's pointing. The Sabu point is iconic. Uh, he's got Cactus up, and he rolls, Cactus rolls the Sabu up there, kicks out. 911, he smacks the ground, like, and the whole thing shakes. It's like a tectonic plate shifting. Sebu's got the chair, hits Cactus with it. He goes up for the ropes here, kind of back springs onto him. I feel like that legit fucking hurt a lot. Yeah, that was not a. That was I mean, his, like, one. knee came right into a chair that was on Cactus's head. That really hurt. <laughs> I can tell. There's no blade job necessary for that one. Yeah, so Cactus is kind of blinded. He comes in. He hits Sabu. I'm going to try and call this the rest of the way out. Headbutt, headbutt, headbutt by Cactus. <laughs> Kick to the chest. Bunch of kicks to the chest. Great camera work there. Really effective. You like that? Yeah, that was very nice. Right into the here? turnbuckle. Little snap mare by Cactus. And a leg drop. Misses. Missed completely botched a leg drop. Botched drop. Sebu's got one more chair left in him. He's limping over to the corner. He's setting it up. He's the top rope. But Cactus gets him right in the ass. Literally just fisted his ass there. <laughs> For our entertainment. <laughs> and Sebu with the weak-ass chair shot. I don't how weak that chair shot was. Then a little was a bit of a heavier chair shot that there. That was a better one for sure. That, that was a, oh, that was a really bad one. <laughs> that was good though. I'm into that one. Uh, that that might have been some. That this is that was might have been a concussion to Cactus Jack with that last chair shot. <laughs> one final stomp <laughs> by Sabu. He's got the chair. He's going to the top rope. He's putting it under his ass. He's going for the double leg drop. And as Joey Styles called it, the Atomic Arabian Face Buster onto Cactus Jack. That sounds so horrifying. Sabu is convulsing from that. And he's going for the pin here. Cactus has his leg up, but I don't know if he's going to be able to kick out. One, two, gets out. Damn. 911. Kind of surprised, honestly. With a little bit of a fast count. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if 911's got his refing uh, license, but. I don't think do you have to go to school for that? I'm not really sure how that works. And that was it. Kind of a shitty finish. Cactus yeah. Jack went to go throw Sabu out of the ring. Took like a fake out. He kind of he kind of uh, couldn't get him over the ropes, then fell back, and uh, Sabu pinned him. That's that man. And uh, that's a uh, that was that's the end of the match. And uh, like I said, this is this isn't the end of uh, Cactus Jack and ECW, and it's certainly not the end of Sabu in ECW. Or 911 for that matter, but uh, Cactus Jack has a very interesting run. Um, ECW, like again, go back and listen to that Steve Austin episode because we Ryan and I definitely hit on the the importance of ECW at this time because it was kind of a way for people who went from WCW or WWF at the time. If you kind of lost your edge, if you kind of became a uh, you know. Not if if the fans kind of started to lose faith in you, you come to ECW, you get a little edginess. It's like going to church. Yeah, a little underground hype behind you. It's like you're like you kind of get like a little bit of street cred by coming back to ECW, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Cactus Jack does here. And uh, 
Yeah. And that's exactly what you get by listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't recommend this show enough. Like I said, ECW just put a bunch of these, uh, what used to be pretty much just VHS tape release shows. I mean, I think some of these got DVD releases or some of these matches got put on DVDs. 4K Blu-ray? No 4K Blu-ray. But I mean, it's a, this is like, you would have had to fight tooth and nail to even find a copy of these matches, you know, 15 years ago. So, I mean, we're very fortunate to, to have all this at our fingertips now. So highly recommend going, watching this match, highly recommend, uh, you know, everything from ECW of this time. And it, two hours and 35 minutes long for this episode. It's, it's an hour shorter than the Irishman. I mean, yeah. God. Yeah. If you've seen that. You know, it's like, so, you know, this, uh, this Christmas Eve, you're sitting around trying to figure out what to watch with the family. You know, grandpa throws out, Hey, I think Scorsese's got a new movie out. And you say, well, hold on, grandpa. I think we got, we only have, we only have three hours left. You know, let's, let's put on some ECW holiday hell 1995. That's what I'm thankful for. I mean, and you got to crack a beer during this. I mean, we didn't cover the Sandman match, but I mean, he's, he like chugs like a tall boy Budweiser at least two in like the 15 minutes he's in the ring. Maybe don't drink a Founders for a while. As yeah. evident for this garbage beer I just tasted. Yeah. But I used to love. I don't know what the hell that was all about. But no. I'll get my I'll get my retribution sooner or later. But uh, but yeah. But this is kind of the this is kind of a, a part. Not, I'm not gonna say it's a part one. Cause this the next episode is not nothing to do with this. But this is kind of a a taste of our holiday season. Uh, extravaganzas that are to come because we next week we have we have a pretty good uh, pretty interesting movie to be covering. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Let's just say it's a uh, it it stars a blade job approved wrestler. And uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Eric, it's always been a pleasure to chat wrestling yep. with you. Steve, I love it. We're uh, we'll be back next. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Right, actually, right after the holiday. Uh, on the 27th will be dropped. Uh, you know, maybe we'll drop it on Christmas. Who the fuck? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah. Happy Friday the 13th. And uh, in that time, too, make sure to check out Concord Dawn. That's right. My boy Steve here holding down the fort hosting another podcast that's Friend of the show, getting Evan some Mike. buzz. That's right. If you're watching The Mandalorian, check us out. Search for Concord Dawn and uh, catch us on that. But until then... Eric, let's get the hell out of here. I'm yeah, hell. we'll see you guys next week or in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, enjoy this show. Write and review. God bless. See ya.